a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It is great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as always, we've got a lot of ground to cover in the fastest 60 minutes of radio as we try to help you slow things down just a little bit, divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, connect the dots, and help you make the news make sense today. And as always, we want you to help us elevate that conversation. You can always do that by chiming in on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line at 57500. Again, 57500, Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line. Uh, love to hear what's on your mind. Uh, help us elevate the conversation. And let's start in our nation's capital today. Uh, as we've been hearing for, a, seems like forever now, we're still working on the possibility of a $1.9 trillion uh, COVID relief package. And, of course, that was passed in the House, moved over to the Senate. Uh, the Senate is finally uh, getting things picked up and ready to go. Uh, and this is, like many things in Washington, uh, not everything that it seems. There's a lot of differing opinions in terms of what is in the bill and what is not in the bill, what should be in the bill, what should not be in the bill. Uh, and so let's take a look at both sides uh, of the equation there. Uh, President Biden uh, had a uh, press conference yesterday. Uh, talking about the need for the Senate to quickly pass uh, what they're calling the American Rescue Plan. And here's his focus in terms of what he believes the bill will do for the American people. We need the United States Senate to follow the House and pass the American Rescue Plan. Because despite the optimism, without new resources, our entire effort will be set back. We need the resources, the American Rescue Plan, and we need it urgently. We need them expanding testing, ramp up vaccine distribution, fund FEMA and other federal vaccine efforts, and continue reimbursing states for their efforts. We need the resources to expand genomic sequencing to stay ahead of emerging variants, find the protective gear, transportation, staffing, and other costs required for school and business to open safely. We need to fund it. The bottom line is we need the American Rescue Plan now. Now. There is light at the end of the tunnel. But we cannot let our guard down now or assure that victory is inevitable. We can't assume that. We must remain vigilant, act fast and aggressively, and look out for one another. That's how we're going to get ahead of this virus, get our economy going again, and get back to our loved ones. So, again, that's uh, President Biden yesterday saying that the uh, Senate needs to quickly pass the American Rescue Plan. Uh, Republicans on the other side of the aisle in the United States Senate uh, are questioning just about everything in the bill. Not quite everything, but a lot of things in the bill, including the name. Uh, Senator Marco Rubio from Florida weighed in uh, on really this idea of how many bills in Washington uh, have really nice names that don't actually represent what's in the bill. The broader bill is a, it's a it's a fraud. So 
Look, they, this is a trick. It's called a Washington special, right? You put out a bill, you call it COVID relief, and people that are on their way to work, what they hear on the news is a $1.9 trillion COVID relief. And people are like, okay, that's good because we need relief and $1.9 trillion is a lot of money and so forth. The problem is that's not what the bill is. That's what the packaging is. But on the inside, it's all kinds of other things. You know, this is not just about helping local governments that have been hit by the pandemic. It's about bailing out some of these states, you know, the predator governor of New York, the disastrous governor in California, other places that were irresponsible even before the pandemic. And so I'm, I'm prepared to vote for more COVID relief. I think we need it. I'm, there's all kinds of things that I'm for, but this is not it. And I'm not going to get punked and we shouldn't get pressured into voting for something that isn't what it says it is and that people are going to regret once this thing passes and they see. All right. That's uh, Marco Rubio from Florida. And uh, while I don't agree with everything uh, that the senator said in his statements there, uh, I do agree that there is a lot in this bill that has nothing to do uh, with COVID relief. Uh, out of the $1.9 trillion, there's significant money that does go, uh, as the senator rightly pointed out, uh, to states that were financially irresponsible before the pandemic. Uh, and so I think this idea that we really do have to question what is in the bill uh, before we vote on the bill uh, is one that is right, that is proper. And this is something that uh, we call out regularly on this show, that we do get these really nicely named bills. And both sides of the aisle are equally guilty of uh, really good naming strategies for bills. Uh, But what is in the bill is what matters, not what the name of the bill is. Uh, I'm actually one of those who believes we should have very limited uh, issues in any one bill and that the name should actually reflect what's in the bill. And uh, so to to do it just as a broad brush, uh, because, again, Senator Rubio was right, saying, yeah, if you're driving down the street listening and saying, oh, 1.9 trillion COVID relief, uh, that's that's important. That's good. I'm for that. Uh, if it's an American rescue plan, yeah, rescue is good. We've got a lot of Americans in need. We've got a lot of small businesses in need. Uh, but there are a host of other things in there that are sort of pet projects, uh, a lot of goodies and giveaways uh, and a lot of pork going along with it. So we're going to continue to watch that, of course, as it is taken up in the United States Senate. The debate will be fascinating. And, of course, one of the most interesting things that we're continuing to watch in the United States Senate is this group in the middle that really will determine uh, several things. One, what parts of the president's legislative agenda gets passed, but it also includes his nominees for specific roles. Uh, we know that the uh, nominee, uh, Neera Tandon's uh, nomination to be director of the Office of Management and Budget has been rescinded. Uh, And the reason for that is the four names that you should get familiar with because you're going to hear them over and over and over and over and over again because they will decide so much of what happens in the United States Senate in particular. And it is Joe Manchin from West Virginia, Lisa Murkowski, Senator from Alaska, uh, Susan Collins, Senator from Maine, and Utah's own junior Senator Mitt Romney. Uh, Those four senators are really going to hold the, uh, the keys to a lot of the uh, Joe Biden presidency's agenda. Uh, and so we're going to continue to to see how those four play out. They will uh, kind of ebb and flow on different issues. This was an interesting one uh, as it relates to Neera Tandon's nomination. It was actually Joe Manchin, a Democrat from West Virginia, who was the first uh, out of those four to come out and say that he would not support uh, her nomination to be director of off, uh, the Office of Management and Budget. Uh, and, and mostly because of a lot of the, the, the tweets and a lot of the very partisan attacks uh, that she had, that, that particular 
uh, director position of management and buzz, budget is one that really has to be able to interact with both sides of the aisle uh, on a host of legislation. So we'll continue to watch that as well. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, Elder Kevin S. Hamilton of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is going to give us some insights uh, from the over 1.1 million individuals who participated in Roots Tech Connect uh, over the past weekend. Stay with us right here on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts. 